Blog Talk Radio. Hello out there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores, that's a good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Second period. Where players dash with skates of flash, the home team trails behind. But they grab the puck and go bursting up, and they're down across the line. They storm the crease like bumblebees. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Third period, last game in the playoffs, too. Oh, take me where the hockey players face off down the rink. And the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. Now the final flick of a hockey stick and a one gigantic scream. The puck is in, the home team wins the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to uh, Brew and the Coach Talk, Sports Talk Live here on a Thursday, May 7th. The NFL schedule gets released tonight. There's leaks. We don't go with leaks. We'll worry about those when we get to them. 8 o'clock, they announce it. Joining me is the, is the great Tony Nardini. Hey, guys. Hey guys how you how doing? You doing? Looking, Looking forward, forward to another, another uh, solid, solid sports talk show. We got some topics, and we're going to have some callers. So now the fun part begins. I have to mute you every time I want to talk. This is going to be hysterical just because of the echo and stuff, but we'll, we'll make it through it. All right, we'll start the show with a call. Good evening, It's not Joe. your brother Joe yet. Not him yet. I know. Evening, gentlemen. So, uh, how are you? All right. Uh, I've called before. It's uh, Louis from Jersey. I called about oh last week, so um, I'm back. Okay. Before. And uh, yeah, but I'm looking. I'm looking forward to the schedule coming up in about one hour. And you know, the Jets got some good news yesterday. You know, we got we got a good running back that's going to be joining the team. So I see some great things happening for the Jets. Uh, this upcoming year, I hope. Do you ever think the Jets are actually going to be good? I always have hopes for my home team, of course, even though it usually doesn't sound to be that way. But now with, um, you know, the Patriots, I think, falling apart, I think it's I think it's going to look better for us. Now they've got rid of Brady. Uh, I don't know if the Patriots will be falling apart, and I'm not a huge Patriot fan. But I have trouble thinking that they're going to fall apart. 
I think Belichick and the coaching staff um, and the basic talent they have left will keep them in the running. And it's all going to come down to how well their quarterback plays and their offensive line giving them a chance uh, yeah. to throw the ball when necessary. Um, as far as the Jets, I don't follow them as closely as I would the Giants, but I'll tell you, I I was a huge Joe Namath fan, and there were times I wished the Jets would just win a Super Bowl and get it over with finally. So what I I just see it before I die because it happened the year before I was born. Yeah. You know, here's the funny thing: like everybody in the AFC East is now waiting for New England to fall off the hot the horse, right? Like, oh, this is it. This is the year. They're done. They're done. They're done. The year Brady went out with a knee injury, they won 11 games with a guy who hadn't played a game since high school. Uh, Granted, he had Welker and Moss. Like, but that's, that defense wasn't as good as this defense is now. Yes, that Patriot team, if Brady doesn't get hurt, yes, that team does go 19-0. and You figure they would have won 37 games in two years. That's how good that team was. Yeah. But this defense is better. Now you don't have the whiny princess who, I can't go to OTAs because my son Jet has baseball practice. And I can't do this because of this. You really think about it now? Now you have a team. And the more you tell a Belichick-led team, oh, you're not any good, the more he's going to shove that up your rear end. And he's going to say, I mean, you look at Patriot teams in the past. That went 17-2, and two, the 2004 team. Oh, nobody likes us. Nobody gives us any respect. Okay. No, we still don't. The Jets do have a much, a much better opportunity, and it depends on the maturity of, uh, of Donald. I think Donald's going to mature this year. You know, his third year, I think he's got rid of whatever demons he's had uh, last year. You know, first with the mono and then with the uh, so-called seeing ghost. I think he's past that now. I think he's going to, you know, shape it up. You know, it's going to be an interesting year because, you know, of the changes in the Patriots and everyone else getting better. The Bills, the Dolphins played better down that stretch. They surprised a lot of people. It's going to be, I think, a a more wide-open division for the first time in a long time. That's what I'm thinking, too. And you got to remember, the the Bills are going to play a tougher schedule. The, the whole entire AFC East is going to play a tougher schedule this year than they did last year. Last year, you're one of the, the, the weakest schedules in the NFL, just based off of you know the the timing of the schedules. This year, right. you have the NFC. You have the, the NFC West, the AFC West, uh, there's no slouches there. And when no. you look at it, next year it's going to be even worse because next year you're picking up the NFC South. So you're going to have New Orleans. You're going oh, to have yeah. Carolina. You're going to have Atlanta. You're going to have the Tampa Bay Gronkineers. Uh, the Gronkineers, really? Come on, they're not going to do nothing this year. I don't, I don't see him winning a Super Bowl, even with Brady and the Gronk. I really don't see it. 
Okay, so here's the thing. Most people did not watch the Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Gronkineers last year. Right. They had Jameis Winston, who threw 30 interceptions and were in the battle for a playoff spot late in December. You don't think that with having Tom Brady, who doesn't turn the football over, having now Gronk, that they're ready. They're, they're prime for big time down there. And Bruce Arians didn't come out of retirement to go down there and play. I, I, that's just being like, oh, I don't want the page. I don't want the Tom Bay Buccaneers to do any good. Uh, they're going to be fine. It's going to be, uh, I, I, I think, a world whirlwind watch, watch this year. Uh, with um, I, the thing that I was uh, worried about, because um, you know, a professional athlete, uh, they like to um, obviously still compete. And they're passionate, and Brady wants to prove that he could win somewhere else. So when Gronkowski came out of retirement, okay, I, I gave him that. He wants to hook up with Brady. But there were rumors flying around, and in a way I'm glad there were just rumors, that Edelman wanted to sign with Tampa. Then that stopped me in my tracks. And I said, well, if that happens, then I'm saying to myself, Brady isn't, what, he can't win without these guys all around him again after he had them for all those years? So I'm glad that that was strictly a, a, a rumor and Edelman never ended up in Tampa because then that might have tainted a little bit uh, uh, the um, aspiration of Brady wanting to win somewhere else without Belichick and, you know, his surrounding cast. So Gronkowski is going to make it interesting. I'm sure he's got a lot left in his tank. And um, overall, if Tampa, Tampa plays, uh, if they don't play, they don't have to play uh, Pittsburgh Steelers from the '70s defense. But as long as they play solid defense, Tampa can make a run to the Super Bowl. Huh. And you don't think that Gore is going to do anything for the Jets? Frank Gore? Yes. Frank Gore is 937 years old. Oh, brother. And where is Brady? Just right behind him, right? Brady hasn't taken the beating on his body. Let's not forget, Frank Gore like- has two reconstructed knees. So... He, there are reasons why he's not the bell cow back. Why is it that Jet fans and Met fans always bring up they had Willie Mays, they had Brett Favre? When are you going to realize that the Jets only sign guys so they can sell a, a future Hall of Famer's jersey and be like, oh, look, there's one picture with him in our uniform. It's right there. See? We had him. I tell you, uh, uh, to um... – the defense of the Jets of that one year, Brett Favre, they were, uh, weren't they 8-3 and three at a certain point of that season? And yes. then all of a sudden they slid, and it was because Favre had a hurt arm or he hurt his shoulder somehow, and it really took away from the rest of that season. He had that um, offensively, and they were playing good defense, and then it came out later because I didn't know. I, I don't even think they talked about it. But he hurt his arm or shoulder the rest of the uh, of the season, and he had a hard time throwing the ball 
and that ended up hurting them. So that was one time I think the Jets, they they might have pulled it off. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they could have gone deep into the playoffs that year with Brett Favre. That was very interesting to, to see him play over here. And then he got he did get hurt, but I don't think I don't remember them ever announcing it like after uh, week eleven. So week twelve, thirteen, fourteen, those were the key weeks. And he somewhere he got hurt, and eventually they just faded. But that was one time that um, that was interesting picking up a, a veteran like that. Well, I'm still hoping that the Jets, you know, with Gore, are gonna turn, are gonna turn the misfortunes around. I think, you know, this could this could be a very interesting year for Gang Green. If I'm lying, I'm dying. They can always call back too later. How about we touch on until that caller comes in? Uh, the game's going on with no fans in the stands. You want to touch on that? I find that I was watching the Korean game this morning. I got I was up early enough. I caught the end. There were no fans in the stands in South Korea, and I'm saying to myself, how strange. Is that going to be, unless they can come up with enough sound effects for a home team, like let's go Yankees, making it sound like there's the 50,000 there. Uh, Otherwise, it might as well be, uh, you know, us uh, diehards getting up on a Sunday morning, going to play our baseball game in our men's league. And it's important to the people who are there playing. And maybe there's a couple of girlfriends or a couple of stragglers walking around watching uh, us nuts play hardball, which is still pretty good competition, by the way. But you get my uh, you get my point. There's no one going to be in the stands. I think that's going to be um, quite a um, quite a sight. Like, and even that felt weird. So, like, just seeing, like, sports in general today, not having people in the stands, it, it really is. Like you said, it is that high school. You know, watching UFC fights over the weekend um, is without people there is going to be like a high school wrestling match. Um, 
I don't know when we're going to see fans in the stands. So it's like it's even hard to sit there and go, oh, this is when it's going to happen. This is when it's going to happen because we really don't know anymore. You know, and the funniest part of of the whole thing is, is like, you know, when you look at that and just how many fans are being taken advantage of by their teams. You know, you look at, like, the NHL teams. Some teams are starting to give um, refunds and, and whatnot. And even that's just like, all right, it took you long enough. Like, for teams to sit there and say, oh, we're going to give you refunds now. Well, that's just telling me that you know for damn sure that you are not going to have fans in the seats. All right, we got a phone call here. It is Joe from Bergenfield. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, Mr. Nardini, the eldest statesman of baseball. I love That's right. That's that's exactly right. Today I was talking to somebody about uh, religious faiths and how they differ, you know, from one uh, sect to another, right? Uh, you got your Jews, you got your uh, Ramadans, you got your Catholics, you got everybody else in between. And I had to say that if I admitted to having any belief in any religion right now, it would have to be baseball. Hey, you can't go wrong with that. That is for sure. No, it, no. It seems to solve so many problems i've seen guys and i know you have too that maybe they're enemies but when they get on a field on the same team together and playing baseball together it's yeah. it's like a transformation right yeah 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 and then after the game you know they'll uh go uh uh swig a few brews and 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 have a fight and and <laughs> until the next game. Yeah, right. So, Georgie, how you doing, bud? I'm doing all right there, Joe. How are you? I'm all right. All right. I'm glad, glad, glad to, uh, uh, glad to talk to you. Uh, by the way, I, I was sorry that I couldn't stay on on the uh, the call last time. Um, what I wanted to get into with you guys was okay. back in the old days uh, before per- when Pershing Field was just, you know, a bowl of dirt. <clears throat> and uh, and we had we had people who were just uh, sainted people. You talk about religion, right? Sainted people, saints. Uh, Saint Mike Fiore, uh, Saint Skippy <laughs> Skinner. You know, oh, how, yeah. how do you how do you not how do you not worship those those baseball idols from yesteryear? Hey, Mike Fiore, he coached our whole uh, our whole family, right? You, me, and James, I think, at one yeah. point. Now, George, you, you you had you had contact with those guys, didn't you? At, at least, least Mike. Mike. I played for Mike for St. Anne's and played against them <laughs> in Persian Field, but I didn't. I was never blessed enough to play a full season with him. He's something but you else. Love him. He, he, I mean, I, yeah. One of my favorite Mike Fiore stories, and I've told, I've told Tony this, is when we won the championship in 95 against Monica Locke. 
or for Monica Locke. And one of the mm-hmm. players on the other team's mother was so irate that they lost. She whipped out her rear end and showed and mooned Mike. And Mike was had all damn near had a heart attack. <laughs> that's a Mike. That's a Mike Fiore story for sure. I played for Mike when when he was running uh, uh, Spartan Sports. Uh, one of Spartan one of the early sports. Yeah. Spartan Sports. One of the early post high school uh, amateur uh, uh, leagues that that we were all able to play in. And, uh, and I remember playing down at the old, uh, the old, old colony field um, championship game against, I don't know, some team called the Phillies, maybe. I don't know. Um, And and we were behind nine to one. Oh, I remember. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. In the bottom of the seventh. Right. And, we came up when we started getting guys on base. You know, we plunked a, a, a Texas leaguer here and, and got a tweener there, and, and we had a couple of guys on base. And then we started rocketing baseballs all over the goddamn field. And when the dust finally settled, we walked off the field with a 10-9 to victory. We scored nine runs in our final at-bat. I'll never forget it. And And – I don't think I ever saw Mike Fiore so happy. Yeah, can imagine. Doesn't hey? Just amazing. Remember when we uh, when you had your team for for those thirteen years, uh, the Flemington the Orioles. Yeah, and we had that huge, crazy comeback in the last. Uh, that was the bottom of the ninth. That was that the game, um, that was the game against Leonard the uh, High Bridge Hilltop. Oh no 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 no! I, I thought you were thinking of the. Uh, the championship season we had when we beat the high bridge hilltoppers, they were beating us something like 11 to two and, oh, and everybody came off the right. field. They just had a big inning and everybody came off the field and I was yelling to everybody, just keep hitting the ball, just keep hitting the ball, just keep hitting the ball. And that's what we did. And that's, that's also the day that I, I gave everybody uh, a pretty stern uh, lecture because they were all sitting, sitting around moping and, and shit. And, uh, and we had, I we had just come through one hell of a season. I know. And I told them, look, you guys got to pull this together. And uh, you guys who are supposed to be the team leaders, you, you, you better perk up and, 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 and act the role and all of that. We went out and won that game. We scored 10 runs in the last inning on, in our ten, last bat on that game. 10 runs. I'll never, ever forget Never forget it. it. Never. I remember Bobby White was on first base. Listen to this, Tony. Uh, Bobby White was on first base. I was coaching third, and 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 uh, uh, oh god, what what was the center fielder's name? For uh, for I, the other team or us? No, for us, for us. He came up to bat oh, for uh, us. Pa- pa- uh, Ronnie Pasco, pa- Ron Pasco, Ronnie Pasco. He came up and he hit the hardest ball I think he had ever hit in his life, and. It was just a line drive to the, to the left fielder, but it went through the guy's legs. I sent you a text. And it rolled forever. So Bobby White came around to score. Pasco ended up at third with a triple. And by that time, we, we were on a roll. We, we, you know, that started us on a roll. We got one hit after another. Even the fans, the few fans who were in the, the grandstand behind home plate were cheering. Never forget it. Oh, yes. Yes, Tony. Tell 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 George about your favorite Skippy Skinner story. 
story. You're playing oh center my God. field. That was one of the first times. In fact, that was. That was the first time you and I played on the same team. Yep. Uh, you were, I was 16, I think. Uh, 16, about turned 17. You were yep. 20 or 21. Uh, you were home from college, if I remember, yep. for the summer. Yep. And we, uh, the team had a huge lead. In fact, uh, it, it, the game was pretty much in our pocket. I mean, barring mm-hmm. one of those mm-hmm. ridiculous miracles, right? So we, mm-hmm. we had a huge lead. And it was Old Colony Field where the cannon was way the heck out. But at, uh, that 390 mark in center, the, the sign that yeah. you kept. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> Joe, uh, you were about to go take the field. Skippy says, Joe, come on back. The other no, Nardini. He said, he said, he said Nardini, sit down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he put you out that. there. Mm-hmm. Nardini, he, sit down. All right. I remember he pulls you back and he says, you, get out the center field for your brother. Something to that effect. Mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. his exact word. Mm-hmm. So yep. here I am playing against the big boys, right? I'm 16 years old, and um, I go out to center. You know, I was a, a little bit of a hot shot high school center fielder yet. Um, and, by the way, I still thank you for making me a center fielder, although I should have listened to you. I should have been a second baseman. But other than George, that. George, uh, let me, let me jump in center. for a second, Tom. Let me, let me, let me jump yeah. in for a second. George, you remember yeah. uh, Old Colony Field, right? No, I only know Old Colony Field as a uh, path market at McDonald's. I'll be damned. So it was all built up by then. Well, do you remember the high school field? No. The old high school field? Right down right down the hill from uh, Old Medical Center? Well, right center field at, 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 at the high school field where, where, uh, where that Hudson County Tech is now, um, it went, it must have gone like 450 yards all the way out to uh, the train oh, no, no, wrestle. 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 But a and, train and, wrestle. Yeah, and, 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 and yeah. right center right. in Colony Field, Old Colony Field, was almost as deep, okay? And yes. Tony was out there. Yes. Um, and, and go ahead, Tony, you, you take it from there. No, no, right. Center Field and Old, Col- Old Colony Field was equivalent almost to uh, yeah, uh, the the right center field, high and, field. Uh, the yeah. high school field. You might as well yep. you might as well have been playing Yankee Stadium for crying out loud. Oh but, God, um, you, you had to you had to use binoculars to see the outfielder. Uh, I'm telling you, well, Skippy Skinner needed binoculars to find me because little by little, pitch after pitch, I kept taking another step back. I te- I, I kept taking another step back, and I was almost by the cannon, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm thinking these humongous older guys were gonna were gonna hit a, a a bomb to the moon on me, so I didn't want to you know get caught short. So finally, I'm standing so deep into center field. Skippy Skinner calls time out. He walks up to the foul line, puts his hands, cups his mouth with his hands, screams out. Hey, Nardini, Babe Ruth retired. Come on back. 
<laughs> I'll never forget it. And I took, I, I, I turned around, I looked around, I said, holy shit, I was pretty deep. So I came in about 15, 20 yards. <laughs> yeah, that oh, was Thanks for reminding me on story. that one, Joe. That's a good story. <clears throat> but Skippy Skinner and Mike Fiore are, are coaches who should live in, 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 uh, in the Hall of Fame. They were that good. What What's your favorite what do you uh, old time the, baseball the story, uh, George? With no fans in the stands, Joe. I I think that the uh, that that the MLB is forced to do something like that because they have commitments to all their advertisers, and that's the only reason that that the uh, the league is going to figure out a way to to run a truncated uh, season. The only reason yeah, they're so- going to have telephone, uh, uh, TV revenues, they're, they're going to have big-time sponsors who are going to be really pissed off if they don't get a chance to have their commercials aired, and that's why they're going to play. That's the only reason. <clears throat> you know what the funniest part of the whole thing is? Where the owners need the money, right? Where they, like, There's all those commitments. The play- Baseball doesn't have the same problem that like football, basketball, and hockey have. Because there's no salary cap in baseball. The right. players should sit there and go, wait a second. Y'all are going to sit here and take a huge financial loss. That's going to trickle down to us. So the players who are the actual product, mm-hmm. like the actual product is the players. Mm-hmm. I don't pay yep. to see Hal Steinbrenner hit a baseball. I don't pay to see right. John Henry hit a baseball. I mean, I would mm-hmm. pay to see it because it would be hysterically funny. Like as a comedy show, but I'm not. I, I wouldn't pay. I pay right. to see Bryce Harper play right field. I play. Right. I pay to see JT Real Muto catch. Mike I would Stout pay come to running into short center, center to, field. to to make to make a, a shoestring diving catch. Yes. I get you. Acting on what George just said. How about the days we used to go to Yankee Stadium, the old-fashioned doubleheaders on a Sunday. At one oh, o'clock, man. that was heaven, right? Who's heaven? And and you know we paid to play, quote unquote, back then to see Mantle in his last, you know, couple of years, uh, yeah. or Roger Maris, yeah. or the the whole yeah. bunch of them, and we paid when when George made made that uh, comment, which is that a hundred percent accurate? Because you know I used to enjoy watching A Rod play, despite all mm-hmm. of his shenanigans and. You know all the other uh, great uh, ball players, um, but we paid to play by paying a dollar fifty for the general admission seat upstairs mm-hmm. behind home plate <clears throat> yep. in the upper deck. A dollar yep. fifty. <laughs> now remember the old ninety nine bus on Palisade Avenue? Yes, <laughs> sure the do. red and tan. Remember that twenty uh-huh. cents to go into the Port Authority. And the old tokens of the New York subway, ten cents. Mm-hmm. Joe, we left the house with five dollars in our pocket. We came home with about forty or fifty cents left still. At the after so two we bought peanuts, games. a hot uh-huh. dog, yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and maybe an ice cream and a, and a coke. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm, Remember? I'm and and you know you can say you can say what you want to say about these these revered old stadiums like. Uh, like Wrigley and and Fenway, but there was nothing 
like being in the old Yankee Stadium and, oh. and having those beams right in front of you. So you had to, you know, kind yeah. of squiggle around to see the play uh, as it's happening. Um, believe it or not, I right. missed you that. You had to keep leaning. You had to keep leaning the side to side depending where the ball was hit or was, what, was, what was, was blocking part, your view. Yeah, it was part of the fun of being at the stadium watching the Yanks play whoever. Yep. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, now George, I, got, I have a I question for you. you. Oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, hold, hold, hold on to that. Uh, George, ahead. what's your favorite baseball memory from back in the day? Back in the day, like playing or watching? Either. Oh, that's, that's a toughie. I think your brother's involved in it, actually. I was 10 years old. It was Father's Day. We were in the Little League playoffs in Persian Field, and I hit a game-winning home run. Nice. To put us into the championship game. Nice, nice. Yeah, those those are sweet memories, man. Um, and, and, boy, I wish your dad was here. I'd, he, he'd be able to tell us all kinds of stories like that. You know, it's funny with my dad because my dad really, like his father grew up and played. He played football. Like he wasn't big in the baseball. He got, he became bigger in the baseball because of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, I don't, I don't think like him and his buddies grew up playing, playing baseball. I'd have to ask him. Interesting. So listen, I got one other thing I want to do, if you don't mind. Dad play tackle. Uh, they played that. That team was called the Bone Crushers. Remember, Dad talking about that. Oh, swear wait, to God, oh, yeah, they played. The for, they Dad played for played a local on? team. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a local team. Just a bunch of uh, a bunch of guys, you know, coming together to 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 beat up on each other. Uh, I swear to God, they didn't wear any equipment, and they were called no, the Bone Crushers. Probably didn't. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because what dad, position did you pop play? Uh, uh, dad what, was a running back. He actually played. He played for Sacred Heart Grammar School, and they uh-huh. played for. I think they won the CYO City Championship when he was in eighth grade. They played yeah, that's in a big um, deal. Running back. That was a, that was a big deal back then. George Pop was a running back. Didn't Dad? Uh, oh, Dad was on the line, wasn't he? I think he was. I think he was a lineman, and uh, he never talked a lot about it. But he he used to love telling us that he played on a team called the Bone Crushers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you probably you remember that part of it better than I do. I remember he he mentioned that's how he hurt his knee playing for. Yes, that's what I remember. Yes, yes. and that and that followed him. Uh, into the army, and they they wouldn't they wouldn't put him on the front lines. Exactly, that's what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Because yeah. he because he, hey, he had hey, the, George, he had... How about this, George? Your, your pop was the running back. My our dad was on the line. A couple of holes could be open up there, huh? A couple of hundred yard games, maybe, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, I, I remember, Easily. like he was. He, he's always told me this how. When he was in, I guess, seventh and eighth grade, the CYO championship from Jersey City would go down to play in Miami. He got to play in the Orange Bowl. Like, that's I guess in the cool. early 60s. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. That That's that's one hell of a story right there. 
If he only wasn't watching Jeopardy, I could probably get him to call in and. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, what 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 other topics are, are you guys talking about tonight? Oh, Tony, you asked me about uh, playing baseball in empty stadiums. Oh, no, that's right. We did talk about that. The only reason they're doing it, like I said, is because uh, MLB has to has to honor their contracts with their sponsors. You know, Joe, let me ask you what you think. Like last week, late last week, Major League Baseball finally came out and said, all right, it's May 1st. We actually have to, like, come up with what we're going to do. And originally yeah. on, like, March 12th or whenever they did this, they said, oh, we'll treat, the first, whatever, we'll treat whatever as rain out. So just keep them as rain check. And then they got to May 1st, and they go, well, we're no longer in rain out territory here. <laughs> you see teams like the Red Sox, the Cubs, the Phillies, where their default action is to refund your money. And then you see mm-hmm. Yankees, who Yankees and Mets, who are making people jump through hoops if they want their money back. Yep. Do you? What do I think of is that? Is this the point? In your opinion, is this the point where like New York fans finally say enough's enough with these two teams? You know, that's a really good question. Uh, I would, I would think that the majority, some some people are going to feel that way, and probably not go back. But I would think that the majority of of the Yankees and Mets fans are just such loyalists and 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 such died in the wool uh, baseball people that they're not going to care. They're not going to care. Whatever whatever the teams decide is is what they're going to live with. And if they have to jump through hoops to get their money back, they'll jump through hoops. And some of them probably wouldn't even give a shit because anymore, you tell me if I'm wrong, you, you know, tell me if I'm lying. Just to go to a ball game, you you got to have you got to have money hidden under your mattress, man. It, it's expensive, oh. dude. I, I yeah, and you're absolutely right. I don't want the NFL two hundred. Uh, I think the average sheet is. <clears throat> Something like a hundred or hundred twenty bucks. You have two seats, two hundred and forty dollars just to sit down. Just that's to not sit even down. counting your parking or any food. And and that's not that's not be- even addressing the fact that you might be on thirty yard line uh, down at field level. How much more of those? Uh, yeah, right. I mean, you just look at like what like MetLife Stadium did with the giants and it's like a hundred and I think my dad's seats are 135 behind and they're in the end zone wow. downstairs. Obviously that was after mm-hmm. giving mm-hmm. them a 500, $5,000 a seat deposit for this, for this, um, wow. for the legalized, um, yeah, ransom the money that they made you pay. <laughs> the, the, the money yeah, is and, just, and it's uh, funny. Obscene. They do all this. Right, Joe? They, like, they do all this stuff, right? And then what do you get? They're the ones that are sitting there taking taxpayer dollars to build these damn things. How about that? Yeah, and you talk about, it kind of makes you, you know, wonder where the priorities are. He's in the Mets, right? Uh, which, is, is, yeah, all the diehards will still come back. Um, the NFL was talking about letting people in the stands – but only maybe like 25,000 people or 20,000 or something. Yeah, make people where sit. It, 
far apart. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yards but how do you decide that? Other. How do you decide that? How do you decide who's going to be able to go to the game on, on a particular Sunday and then <laughs> let the other people come the following? Who's going to decide all of that? There's going to be a ton of people that are angry. It's amazing how they're going to figure that out. And then they're going to have to refund the people who don't go to that game. It's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's a mess. Well, it, 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 the other thing you figure is they'll do it like they do the Super Bowl tickets. There'll be a raffle that Chase Manhattan and all the big money people, they always win. But, you know, the guys who have been there for 30 years, they never win. Yeah, right. That's right. Here's your your 35 years of paying for season tickets. We'll give you nothing. A loyal fan for a a lifetime, and you still don't get a break. What's wrong with that picture? Well, the first three letters of fanatic is fan, and they treat you like garbage. And you keep and keep people keep coming back. I mean, yeah, like yeah. I, I've lived through the hockey lockout in '91. I've lived through the strike yeah. in '95. A lockout and lost season in '04, '05. I lived through a lockout in '12, and I still keep going back like a jerk. You know what? It's like being in abusive marriages. Now I can see why people don't leave them. Yeah, people, people came back uh, when there was no Stanley Cup. People came back when there was no World Series, and people yep. came back after yep. that um, that scab year in the, the NFL. Mm-hmm. And um, that's right. People that the, the, they just they want to watch their team. They want to watch the sport, and uh, and they're just like the word says, fanatical, right? Fans. Yeah, it's it's so, it's, it's a it's an addiction. People people get behind their local teams. And it becomes right. like an addiction, you know. It's it's almost and, like. And what uh, a great addiction to have in life, right? Well, I, I think I'd rather have that addiction than any of the, any of the others that that ruin <laughs> your lives. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Agreed, Dan. I'd rather be a sexual deviant than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> you well, let's put it this way. There's, there's, there's got to be a certain amount of, uh, of gratification on, on both sides of that fence, for, uh, George. I mean, you think about it. Tiger Woods was a sex addict, and he was the greatest golfer in the world. <laughs> I don't know. People can get Certain people can get away with murder. Yeah, that's true. So, Joe, I, I, you have to give us your best memory of that what what was the uh, announcer's name in Pittsburgh that um, was really really good and exciting? Oh, for uh, um, for the Penguins, uh, Mike Lang. But, oh, all right. Mike Lang in hockey and and Bob Prince in baseball. Bob Prince That's had it, had some. Right. Bob Prince had some really cool expressions. If uh, if if one of the Pirates uh, got a gap shot and and it rolled to the wall. He'd be screaming bloody murder. We got a bug loose on the rug, and 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 the whole play was him, you know, uh, just yelling. Uh, and and then uh, when Willie Stargell played, there, there's a section yeah. in Pittsburgh called called the Hill District, okay. And and at the time, uh, the Pirates played 
across the, 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 there's three rivers there and they played across the river from, uh, from the Hill district. And when Willie Stargell got up, he, you know, he hit these mammoth shots uh, to right center and right field. And, and, and whenever, whenever Willie Stargell uh, cranked on one, then Bob Prince would, would yell, and there's, there's one, uh, there's some chicken on the Hill with Will. (laughs) (laughs) Bob Prince. Yeah. Yeah. He was good. But Mike Lang in hockey, man. Mike Lang was the one I was thinking of. I, loved, I, I loved listening to him. He had nicknames for all the guys on the team, uh, even even the guys that 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 were that were shit players, you know, from from the AHL, who didn't who didn't last more than a cup of coffee uh, in 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 the NHL, and and he had some really really great impressions uh, too. Um, but I, I would say between Mike Lang and and Marv Albert. Uh, close, close tie, as to as to which guy was more fun to listen to. I'd love listening yeah, to more about. Yeah. Even when I was in Pittsburgh, I would I would tune in to the Rangers station. I was able to get uh, what was it at the time? I think W O R was carrying the Ranger games. Yeah, W O R. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and I would listen to the Ranger games to all hours of the night. Uh, after you know the day after the Penguins played. And I got to hear some of the best announcers ever, you know? Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. imagine. But Mel Allen is the king, as far as I'm concerned. Did you see that that YouTube video of uh, of Mantle uh, uh, hitting a home run off Whitey Ford in the the, uh, old-timers day game? And and Mel Allen was was calling the the plays? Did you see that? Absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, I wanted guess. I wanted to cry. I was almost moved to tears. Straighten it out, Mick. <laughs> and the crowd, the crowd was standing screaming. Oh, of and course. Whitey Ford, course. you could see, you could see Whitey Ford trying so hard to lay it in there, just perfect yeah. for the Mick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 sure enough, he he creamed one into the upper deck. It was a foul ball, and that's when that's when Allen screamed. Straighten it out, Mick. <laughs> and next one he did. <laughs> His last home run ever at Yankee Stadium. Jeez, well. That yeah, that was that that was an exciting moment. Yep, yep, without a doubt. Um uh, Tony, I don't know if you remember this. We we were at the stadium for a night game when when the Mick uh batting right handed, I, I I think he was who's he I think he was batting against not not Hoyt Wilhelm, but uh, somebody else on on the White Sox, and uh, he he cranked a line drive that was rising as it hit the the facade in uh, in in right field. It was on its way out of the stadium, except for the facade. Oh, and it, and it was rising. Oh, yeah. It was rising. The whole yeah. Yeah, the, the, they said that it would have been the only ball to ever leave Yankee Stadium and hit the facade. Right. And yes, it was right. rising. What a story right. that was on, on one of the big home line drive. It, it, it was it was a it was a uh, it was a rocket propelled grenade. Yeah, right. Yeah. Amazing. He says he says that was probably one of his uh, hardest hit balls ever. Hardest hit balls. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. 
All right, so listen, so, guys, uh, I, I got to go. So uh, right, hey, it was just, a lot of fun. fun. I'm brother. glad I was able to do this again. We'll, we'll do it again, and uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch. All right, man? Yeah, yeah, we'll do. Uh, George, nice talking to you, man. You too, Joe. Talk to you Good soon, Good luck buddy. with your broadcast. Yep, talk uh, to you Brian. again soon. Good night. All right, God bless, brother. All right, we lost him. All right. So we'll take a break. We'll be back. NFL schedules have just been released by each individual team. While you're still waiting for the show to start, we got the Giants. So cool. about Headblade, check us out at headblade.com. Oh, that's good. All right. Welcome back to the Bruin Coach Talking Sports. It was a great trip down memory lane with the coach's brother, cousin Joe. All right, kids. So here's where we're going to go. The last dance has become one of the greatest documentaries ever. We're learning a lot from this. One of the things that we learned. Jesus Christ. We need Ross Doyle here, I'm telling you. One of the best things we did learn was that the long-held thought Michael Jordan went and played baseball was because David Stern suspended him from basketball. We thought that for years. That was the worst conspiracy theory ever. We found out that that was wrong. But we also found out that Michael Jordan and the story that he went down to Atlantic City after the game was there till four o'clock in the morning was absolutely false. The story goes that look at that. See what that. We got a phone call. We'll come back. We'll touch somebody. Coach. And who is on the line? Man? Greatest documentary ever. Hello. Hello. Hey, it's Angel from uh, Middlesex. Oh, Angel from Middlesex. How are you Hi, Tony. doing? I know. Angel <laughs> from Middlesex. Originally from Jersey. Just like the real radio, you actually have to turn your radio down or else you'll never hear us. Yes, turn your radio down. All right. Not much. Tony, on the other <laughs> hand, up. So, well, Mr. Rivera, may I have a – do I have an inkling to what is on your mind? You know what is on my mind. Um, Here, wait a minute. Before you start – hold on. Before you start, here we go. Oh, now you want me to go? So, you, you, 
Get ahead, Pete. Tell Rose. him to open up the window. You can hear him better. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm gonna put in headphones just not to hear you. <laughs> get ahead, Angel, before you get disconnected. Hold on, I'm gonna put my headphones. All right, so Tony and I, we've had this long-standing uh, debate on Pete Rose. I think you, okay. I've heard about said uh, debate. Okay, uh, I've actually I I was on another blog uh, before. Uh, that I'm a part of, and you know, it was a big raging debate because somebody brought up uh, the eligibility of Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds for the Hall of Fame, of which I said I am in favor of them getting into the Hall of Fame because while they allegedly did use, this happened yeah. under a watch where it was not deemed illegal in baseball standards. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, we came already. So. So the one person, well, actually, many people, they brought up the fact of, hey, if you let these two guys into the Hall of Fame, then you need to let Rose into the Hall of Fame, too. And that's where I was like, well, hold on here. It's not apples-to-apples comparison. It's not. You know, what Pete Rose did is extremely wrong. That is posted in every location in the, you know, in the baseball clubhouse. You know, it's It's not just the baseball clubhouses. It's in every clubhouse. In the NFL, for instance, the locker room has a poster that says, do not gamble on football. Please don't be Pete Rose. (laughs) So when the league has admitted and tells you not to be a certain person, you are the poster boy for the whole entire problem. Pete Rose knew. They tell you. You're right. It's posted everywhere. Everybody tells you don't bet on the game. Clemens and Bonds and A-Rod and Big Poppy and Mike Piazza and uh, who's Bagwell and all those guys, they knew what they were doing. And you know what? You're right. It wasn't illegal. A-Rod's problem is, is A-Rod's never going to get in because what he did was criminal in the end because of that whole, if you believe, that Netflix documentary out that's out now. But Rose had a chance to not get a little time and he took – I feel that uh, people like A-Rod and uh, Paul Merrow, I'll use, toss them out there for example, Manny mm-hmm. Ramirez, they failed drug tests. So A-Rod what, never when it was illegal, test. he got caught it with the paper trail. So, they, you know, these guys that, you know, failed or got caught up, I think that they well, have A-Rod a their difference. But what, what, the way they found the paper trail in A-Rod, if it was in an actual court of law, Major League it's you know what? It'd be like General Flynn, who is now getting exonerated from what happened to him. Major League Baseball got in with known bad people and created a bunch of fake news because they had to have the guy. Bud Selig had to have A-Rod because his butt buddy in the commissioner's office was the butt buddy of the Yankee shortstop who was pissed off that A-Rod was on the Yankees. See, I told you. I'm like Kevin Bacon. I'll find any way to make Derek Jeter look like a scumbag. That's hard to do. I mean, um, yeah. he, wait, listen, the, the one thing you can't take away from Jeter, not to get off the Jeter's subject, scumbag. not to get on off the subject, he played the game the right way. No, he he did. Yes, he did. He, no, he, he did it with dignity he and professionalism. Too. Now, if there's something behind the curtain that, uh, well, he then, gave just out of a herpes. 
We'll save that for another topic. Uh, there were things behind the curtain that I was never aware of. If he ever did or said anything. Hold on. Uh, I think I have a Derek Jeter baseball but, but, in this uh, Easter basket <laughs> I have here. Hold on. All right. Listen. Well, listen Tony is guy. I'm going to use a very crude example. Hey, do you have to yell? I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know. He's Italian. Leave him alone. I, I, I still think I'm skippy skitter yelling as yeah, they yeah, come yeah, on yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, All right. So, Mr. Rivera. Are you talking your hands right now? There he is. Mr. Rivera. <laughs> this is your hockey goalie. Oh, now, That's why in the past, if you were allowed to rob a bank, it's a very crude example, but the, you'll, you'll you get the point. And it was okay, but then they changed the rules. No, you can't rob banks anymore. Let me ask you something. What is the difference with the uh, Barry Bonds and Clemens and Palmieri and whoever else. Palmieri uh, plays for the devil. Um, yeah, the, I was uh, going to say that. Raphael <laughs> Pal- Palmero. He's not a paisan. Yes, I know. He's not a paisan. <laughs> hey, you know, all these guys, they they used the steroids, and they didn't fail the test because, well, it was still legal, according to what was well, the Palmero failed the test. Right? They, no, it was legal, so to your argument, but now it's all illegal. Well, what makes Bonds and Clemens any different than anyone else who used the steroids and gave themselves an unfair advantage? Why is it an unfair okay? advantage if everybody so, else was So, you want to compare, why should Bingo they go George. into football? You're Pete welcome. Rose gambled on baseball on his team to win. If he ever did that it you to know lose, about. All right, that we know which, about, but you know what? Which, with Tony, we know about that there has been stuff that that's well, yeah, coming up. We know about. And if you gamble and on the Reds 120 times and 40 times you don't gamble on the Reds, the gamblers and the mobsters who run gambling, yeah, but, because the Boy Scouts don't run them. You, I'm sure it's yeah, Tony. I'm, I'm sure it's guys who work in the waste management business that run it are going to go. I, hmm, this is the day we make our money. I, 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 and I and when you're in a hole like Rose was, unlike Michael Jordan, who thank you for bringing this up because it gets that. Unlike Michael Jordan who was making hundreds of millions of dollars selling sneakers. Pete Rose was piss poor and was in bed with known mobsters. Right. It's about a quarter of a million, I heard. It was, uh, he was a hole. quarter million in the and hole. Exactly. Michael Jordan would, like, play, the, like, play a skin All right. for that. But, but so, you know, so you're a quarter million dollars in the hole. The Angels. You only bet this on your team to win. However, you can do stuff for the gamblers to let them win. Yep. You know, you, you go in the wrong bed with people. Money. And that's why you can't gamble in sports, because when you hold the integrity of the game, yep. you know, it, it's just that, – that, that's the worst part. That's, I think, ten times as much, you know, more than steroids. Like I always tell people, I compare well, steroids and gambling to murder and burglary. They're both wrong. Well, then legalize steroids, because if everyone's using it to get the, an equal advantage, then, then, then legalize it. But until that happens, it's, it's given select people an unfair advantage no. against some of the players who were playing the game clean. Again. No. So why is that no. different? Why no. is that different than uh, Pete Rose? All right, he gambled on baseball. He, we will never know. So you can't hold it against him that he didn't 
bet against this team to lose okay. because that's my backbreaker. He's out but for, he, for until the worth, uh, earth blows up. Angel, how many times have you had this conversation with me? Because uh, I feel like I've had this 9,000 I get times. mentally exhausted with you guys. Go ahead. What well, we always tell you is, and, and Angel said it here, if you don't bet on your team to win, yeah. Then you are betting on your team to lose. Yeah, but he didn't do it actually. But th- it, it, it doesn't matter in that. It's a signal. It's a signal. It's a signal. Okay, but he didn't do it. I mean, he didn't call Joe Jones. Uh, I, I want a thousand times uh, uh, on the Reds to lose tonight. But the day before, he did a thousand times on the Reds to win. Well, so thank God. Knew. Okay. Well, the guy he has. Well, but but once again, but Tony, like I, said, I, 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 I gotta say one other thing here. You talked about with the steroids, everybody doing it, right? Was everybody betting on baseball? No. Just as no, one degenerate jerk-off. That, and that's, a, that's an exaggeration. Everyone was doing it. No, not everybody was on steroids. I, I, I firmly believe there was 99% of baseball that wasn't doing it. And the only guy that I actually truly believe that wasn't was Kurt Schilling. He was a fat boy. Can you hear me? 
I'll call you right back. I'll call back. Okay. Hey, George. No, you're doing it on my phone. Welcome back to the show. George Brew, Tony Nardini here, Brew Coach, talking sports. Hey, how you doing? Welcome back. All right, so the steroid and baseball debate, the Pete Rose to baseball debate, you always want to bring that up. It's amazing. Um, I believe in second chances. That, I mean, you know, and it's like the guy's 78 years old, and I, I guess I still have a problem separating the waters from um, what he did and guys getting an unfair advantage with steroids. I'm not separating those waters yet. The shoeless show going in. You know, no, with shoeless Joe Jackson, it was virtually proven that he played as hard as anybody to win a game. He hit the only home run of the series 
from what I remember, I, I don't know if he led in batting, but he batted something like 360 or something in the series. He he didn't make one error in that 1919 series. So I have a big problem that Shoeless Joe Jackson uh, being crucified for being part of throwing that series when he played his heart out. And that was in a documentary. So I don't know what baseball's problem is with this man who played his heart out to win that the game. Well, the thing, the problem becomes with them is he was, he was stupid. I mean, let's just go with that. And it's not mincing words. He wasn't very smart. But he, he thought that he was given money and he accepted money for throwing the series, and he just thought it was his World Series bonus because he didn't know any better. So as long as he's not in, no chance in hell Rose should be in when Rose knew what he was doing and was complicit in it. And as long and look, well, I right, look, all right, you know, I, no, I, I understand about the gambling. I, I get it. I, I really do. But unless I, I told him, I, I don't think unless proven in my mind that he bet on his team to lose, I would treat him like I do the steroid guys, and. And eventually put the man in, as well, and with the steroid guys, because it's not it's not uh, murder and burglary, in in my opinion. I respect Angel's opinion when he when he brought it up. I I, I get that. Two crimes of lesser degree, I guess. I see it. Um, it, it well, it. <laughs> Maybe, maybe not. I'm a little hardened in life, too, by now. And uh, there are a lot of things I don't believe actually happened. But, you know, I still accept the, the, the faith for what it is. Um, I, I can't separate the water from steroids and what Pete Rose did. As long as he bet on his team to win, that means he went all out to win the game. Julius Joe Jackson... It was proven that he went all out to win those games. Um, but you accept the money. Hey, we can hear you. Okay. Um, welcome back. But Thanks, it, George. You're welcome. It, it's just if the steroid guys are going to be voted in that did it, even though it wasn't illegal, yet they did it, and then all of a sudden became illegal, and then those guys are going to be crucified. No. Put them all in the same pot and vote them all in. And give Pete Rose his just due after all these years before the guy drops dead. I respectfully disagree. George, can I give an answer on this one? Go ahead, please, do, because I, I, I want Pete Rose to drop it tomorrow so I don't have to ever have this conversation again. <laughs> no, his family was bringing it up. But no, go no, ahead, Angel. Tony. Fuck no, they, they hate her for, father. For somebody... For somebody to get it back in my good graces, you got to play the game. And by playing the game, you got to show contrition. You got to show that you are working on your problem. You got to show that you're moving forward. The guy still bets on baseball, still bets on sports, and lives in the gambling capital of the world. I'm sorry. Yep. He is not over this. He will continue to do it. And if you let him back into baseball, he's going to ruin baseball even more. 
Well, I mean, he's back in baseball. He just can't be voted into the Hall of Fame. Not well, like I don't think he, 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 he needs any job or anything at all to do with baseball. No, he's baseball not needs to separate himself. Yeah, no, you know, baseball is separated anything. I can understand. He can't have a job in baseball. I agree with you. The fact that, like, he can go to Reds games now and he could be honored on the field like he was for the all-century team, that's fine. My biggest problem with him, and, and this is how I'm sure every – Rob Manfred is like the perfect guy to put him back in because that guy doesn't know his ass from his elbow or he couldn't find his ass with a bright light, an arrow, and both hands trying to find him. Um, he's the perfect guy for this fucking moron. And he's like, oh, i got to figure out how to fucking play baseball. Bryce Harper figured that out. Um, but my thing with Rose is – Dave Bartlett Giamatti never got to hear his first appeal. So there was no way Felix was ever going to do it. There was, there's no way that Manfred did If Giamatti doesn't die, what, five months after he after he levels the, font, the, the punishment, which even before that, though, he gave Rose the chance to save himself. And he said, look, I'll give it two years. Two years, don't bother. And then we'll look at it in two years. And Pete Rose still was defiant. He was defiant until he was yeah. running out of money. And he was defiant yeah, up until 2004. And in 2004, he finally admitted to Sports Illustrated that he did it. And that he only been on his team to win, which is bullshit. I mean, sorry, bull stuff. No, um, no, no. This is cool. You're on the Internet. You can say bullshit. All right, bullshit. There you go. And, you know, it's a <laughs> you know, – you know, I, I'm sorry. I have no respect for a person. First off, once again, if you want to get back in my good graces, if I'm the commissioner, you got to admit to it. You got to show contrition, and you got to show me a, mo- a moving forward plan. And by continuing to bet on baseball, which he admitted to Manfred that he still bets on baseball, he still bets on sports. You live in the gambling capital world. Shows me that you are too to not. To not even figure out what you're doing wrong. Holy shit. Yeah. And, and, the, and the other part of this, why did he finally hit? Because he saw what the steroid thing was going. So he figured, oh, maybe I can latch on to and like sneak in the back door. He didn't do that. He tried to he tried exactly. to push himself on the shows. That didn't work. He's a scumbag. That's all he is. And when your kid is playing minor league baseball, and the only time he goes by Pete Rose Jr. is when he's at home and he's PJ on the road. Don't you see a problem there after him? Yep. Kids are even embarrassed of him. I know PJ. Well, PJ can't stand his father. Really? PJ hates his father because he made his life that much harder because PJ couldn't get a fair shake anywhere. Hell of a ball player. But Dr. By his old man. So you know what? Just for being a shitty dad, he doesn't belong in the hall. Fuck him. Hold on. I even got Leo more for it. I think you guys should say what you really feel. Hold on. Fuck. Well, they they Fuck didn't them. realize that 
this kind of a setup you can. Um, listen, guys. Yeah, I, re- I, I really wish I, Joe I was on. Cat- I, I would love to know Joe's opinion. Um, Stuart Joe's problem was he was <laughs> legally stupid. 
Like, he literally was, today, he would have been characterized as, he would have been gold medals in the Special Olympics today. But, in, in all things, when they asked him what he got all this extra money from, he said, oh, that's my series bonus. And they told him no, and he goes, I didn't know. Listen, when a man plays his heart out to win, doesn't commit an error, hits the only homer, leads only leads homer. Big... You're saying that like it's a thing, though. No, but Nobody back then, back then, that was big. They had a home run back then. If you weren't well, I think what he also hit. Th- he also hit like 375. You know, so yeah, you're yeah. right. I, so, I think he, I, mean, I don't think he did. From that standpoint, how can you hold hold it against? Uh, Joe Jackson, and the only, only other problem with Joe Jackson was that he changed his name to keep playing baseball. Because nobody knew what yeah, he looked so, like he was playing in life. Uh, honestly, Tony, you got me on, on this. I would let Joe, Joe Jackson in way before Pete Rose. Way before. Yeah. Here you go. He, he, he hit three seven. You know, I'm glad to hear you say that at least. All right, that's cool. Did he hit three seventy five, George? What was that? Was that the, the number exactly? Three seventy five in the series. Yeah, three. Yeah, that's. And you think about it, like they they let them guys play the next year. They let them play in. I mean, it was in one year. They couldn't pay it. They probably like four thousand dollars. And all the and the biggest problem was committee was the sun. He, you he know, I was reading something where where it was cool for people to, to bet on baseball before 1918. Uh, like 1905, they're talking about John McGraw betting, all the managers betting. But then, you know, once again, you see what happens when people bet. They get to bid with the wrong people. People start doing things that, you know, we talk about betting today, right? It's, okay, it's legal to bet today in New Jersey. You can bet on any game you want. So think about you betting on a game that's fixed. What's your feelings on that, Tony? You bet you bet your mortgage on, on right. the Yankees to beat the Reds so, in the World Series, and, and it's on the up and up, and you lose your mortgage because that game's not played on the up and up. What would you do? Let's not forget there are um, legitimate gambling places like you know like Vegas now. If there is a game called into suspicion, you can't get your money back. The casino, but there was actually um, there's a documentary on Netflix about some of the the greatest something, Um, and it's talking about like all these horse races that were being fixed over in Britain. And the UK and said that if they thought there was anything not on the level of the race, they would sit there and they would like sell this, sell every bet, sold every bet, everything. That's the problem here. Like we are, but we have the stigma in this country of gambling, like bad, right? Where like you look over in like the EPL, you have teams that have like bet 365 on their jerseys. You watch your Manchester United game, live eyes, live eyes are filled onto the sunlight. But like here, it's like I want a five 
dollar bet on the Giants to beat the Patriots. And that's the way we are because gambling's gotten such a bad stigma here because of greed. Yeah, the mafia. Damn, I attend. <laughs> oh, that was years. years ago. Okay. Leave us alone. Oh, <laughs> years ago. Last week. Hey, if it wasn't for Bucky <laughs> Siegel, there'd be no Las Vegas. I don't think he was Italian. Bugsy Siegel? I don't know. Yeah. Anybody we know Tony was. Yeah. All right, Angel. I think Tony wants to wrap this thing short. Well, I don't want to. No, it's your show. All right. You know what, Angel? We uh, we're we're going to save a, a big topic for the next time we do this, and I'll give you a little food for thought. Michael Jordan. Why in hell? Did he have the need to go gamble in Atlantic City, like George said before, multi multi hundred millions of dollars? Oh, but you got to go gamble. So we'll we'll throw that oh, into wait, the next on. part. You can't do that. Are you, are you got to let me. Oh, answer. now now we got to answer. I've been holding this for Sunday. Oh, then see, I, I opened up the Pandora's box. Let's go. Why not go? You got you, you got my boy here. Yeah, here, I'll give you the best. I the I, best that's answer. from passion, passion of playing. Michael Jordan was so good at basketball that nobody could touch him. He had no competition on the basketball. He could do whatever the fuck he felt like on the basketball. So the only place where he felt competitive was playing golf, or pitching quarters, <laughs> blackjack. Whatever. Gave us my, chance. That, that, yeah. yeah, that's the only thing that gave that guy competition. You know, that's an interesting point. It, it's it's the same reason why you still go out there on yeah. Saturday, Sunday morning, yeah. listen to 19 minutes of the commissioner of your baseball league say how you're waiting for the governor and the school district and everything else to sit there and give you the right to play. And then he unmutes Tony from the Rockies. Didn't think I heard this one. I have the video of that too. Angel, I can send you that one. Please and do. then you go and say, I don't feel comfortable playing baseball. We got to wait for the governor and the town. And no, the do and you want to feel comfortable standing next to somebody who, who, who may spit on you? But the guy gave you 20 minutes of the same answer in the first words out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable playing. And we gotta wait for the governor and all this shit. How did you hear any of that? You weren't on the call. Because I know people that are playing in your league, and I got sent a video because they know you. What enough. video? A video of the meeting, yes. I mean, I I'm going to see this. Or everybody agree with me? Are you kidding me? You have a video of the freaking meeting from Sunday night? What asshole would send you that? <laughs> what fucking it moron Pete Rose, would send I you that? I bet he wrote that in. Who sent you a video of the freaking meeting? I got friends with more places. <laughs> but it's true. We have to wait. We're, it's a moot point. It's going to be dictated to us. Unless they open up the fields, we can't play no matter what. Again. But you didn't have to say it. It was like 19 minutes to listen to the same. Angel, it's about the 1845 No, because... Mark. 
guy who runs the league, he asked, who wants to drop out? And he said, no, uh, you know, we're not going to drop out. But he, well, wait. But he said, like, the first thing the guy said was, you hate the fact that I find stuff out, don't you? How did you find this shit out? Before I find the places. Who do you know that plays? There's guys on other teams in that league that know you and know me. Tony's going to be thrown at everybody. Uh, well, they, they got to go so hard. Fungle has that for an internet word. It'll be like a little bit skill bites towards people. All right, Angel, what is your take on Michael Jordan having the just need to gamble? Honestly, I agree with George. You know, you got the guy who's averaging 35 points a game in, in, a, in a regular season, whatever it was, that he kept winning the scoring title. The next player is probably about four or five points below him. The guy dominated. It, you know, it was, I, I was watching something today where he scored 51 points for Washington. And the game before was the first time in, like, God knows how many games that he failed to reach double digits in scoring. The guy was a beast. The guy you know, dominated people. And you know what? Angel, do you know this? Yo, games is Games is chances are probably the only thing that, 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 that can, you know, compete. Angel, do you know the story behind why the 45 went away and the 23 came back? No. Have you ever heard this story? No. Nick Anderson of the Orlando Magic in the night was it the 95 conference oh, finals, yes. right? Oh yes, this is this is on He's last wearing uh, Michael sneakers. Michael said to him, "Fuck you! Nobody wears my sneakers." Like he was wearing the Jordan 10. And he kept wearing them through the series. So Michael said, fuck you. Nobody wears my sneakers. And Nick, he goes, oh, yeah. The old man wearing number 45. The next night, the 23 was back. The Jordan 11s were on his feet, and he shit on that kid. Yeah, I think he banged him for like 40-plus. Dude, Michael Jordan did not let anybody in the NBA wear his sneakers. Like, if you wanted to wear Air Jordans, you could wear any one before that. You were not wearing the ones you were wearing. Guys on his team weren't even allowed to win. Some guy tried to, and he said, what do you want to do, suck my dick too? Oh. <laughs> okay. That dude was savage. Absolute savage. The greatest thing that ESPN's ever done is the last dance. To hear Michael I'll, I'll Jordan. Right now, that, that series is that, awesome. That series yeah. is just right. phenomenal. I, 30 years I later, love how this, yeah. This Still hates Isaiah Thomas. Thirty years <laughs> later, still hates him. Doesn't hate him. Hates him. Hates him. And what was the whole reason? I didn't watch that whole. Uh, <laughs> because Isaiah Thomas. Deep reason why hated Because Isaiah is a pansy ass, right? Because they walked well, off the yeah, floor well, against him. And then why wasn't well, Isaiah yeah. Thomas on the dream? Because Magic Michael and Larry didn't like him. Yeah, the second grade point guard in the NBA was not allowed on that team. They they shut him out. They froze him out. They get out of here. We don't need you. We'll take Christian Leitner. Well, Christian Leitner was making that team anyway, regardless, because they had one um, amateur. That's right, me. And it couldn't take Jack Jack Wood away at the same time. Leitner knew it was 
the newest role. They showed this the highlights of the '95 team, and it, or the Dream Team, and they were telling how Michael and Magic was talking shit to him about how, like, you know, oh, I guess she wants to win today. So they said Michael for the next one. All right. You got to stop watching. It's on ESPN. The only yeah, I, I didn't watch it. I, maybe because I, I was getting sick and tired of hearing the same old damn people. I mean, no, I he, wasn't. Tony, I was, you got to watch it, Tony. No, I didn't, didn't revere him. Like, that, about, like about Jordan and Pippen going after Kukoc were amazing. Yeah. They, they The first game, they didn't let that kid breathe. <laughs> I think uh, he had, like, one bucket, and they yelled at the defender who ha- who actually took him on that time that he actually scored. They made a point to drill Tony Kukoc that first game. They compared Clyde Drexler to Michael Jordan before the 92 final. <laughs> and he looked at – remember when he did that? That was a joke. Remember when he did the shrug at Magic? Oh, yeah. The, yes. That was because they were playing cards the night before, and Mag, Michael said to Magic, I'm going to make him my fifth. Clyde Drexler is one of the that, greatest players to ever play the game. like – Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Two-time Hall NBA champion. Hall of Famer. The best story that has come out of this entire thing is Dennis Rodman, Rodman. waits until Scotty Pippen comes back and says, Phil, I need a vacation. Phil says to him, I'll give you 48 hours. Where are you going? He says, Vegas. Now, you know Michael was out there for more than 24 hours. Michael did not just land in the car and drive over, find Dennis, and leave. You know Michael's playing blackjack. <laughs> but Mike walks in of course. on Dennis Rodman and Carmen Electra, buck fucking naked, drugs everywhere, and he's like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Amazing. There's some crazy shit going on here. All right, anything else, Coach? No, I'm good. I think uh, we'll have another uh, – bunch of good topics uh, the next time we do this, and um, we'll get Angel and my brother on, and uh, hopefully uh, a couple of new people will, will join us. Uh, Angel, it's great having you. Uh, always fun, my friend. Well, this, this, is, this, is a, this is an awesome experience. Like I texted you before, I hate the fact that I missed Joe. Um, I was in the middle of a meeting, uh, but I love the fact that uh, you invited me to uh, participate here, and George, thank you so much for allowing me to do this as well. And I can't wait oh, to hear welcome. the next episode. <laughs> now, maybe we can talk about Mattingly being in the Hall of Fame. Oh, for fuck's sake, not <laughs> that one. Here we oh, go. Oh, stop it. George, Georgie, I got stuff on that one, George. Tony, I got stuff there. Do this. This our house. Christ. <laughs> 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 All right. Hope Angel, God bless. All right. Thanks, George. Thanks, Tony. Take care, You're kids. Welcome. God love. All right. I think that's enough. I think we've done enough. Good for the people. Yes. This was fun. Until next time, gang, thank you. <laughs>